Our second reading this morning is from the book of Genesis, chapter 11, verses 1 to 9. Hear now the word of the Lord. At one time, the whole earth spoke the same language. It so happened that as they moved out of the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar, and they settled down. They said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and fire them well. They used brick for stone and tar for mortar. And then they said to one another, Come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower that reaches to heaven. Let's make ourselves famous so we won't be scattered here and there across the earth. Come, And God came down then to look over the city and the tower the people had built. And God took one look and said, One people, one language. Why, this is only the first step. No telling what they'll come up with next. They'll stop at nothing. Come, we'll go down and garble their speech so they won't understand each other. Then God scattered them from there all over the world, and they had quit building the city, and that's how it came to be called Babel, because there God turned their language into Babel. From there, God scattered them all over the world. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask that as your word has been read and proclaimed, that it may speak to us that it may open our hearts and minds, that it may open them so that we may feel your passions and do your will here on earth. Amen. Like I said, you might have heard this story before. It's one of those Bible stories that both churched and unchurched people seem to know. But did you really understand the words that were from the scripture reading this morning, because there's a chance you heard something else. I don't know about you, but growing up, this is how I heard the story of the Tower of Babel being told. What I remember is that there was a group of people, and these people were so proud of themselves that they decided that they could be like God. So they decided to build something that would commemorate their achievements. And then God decided God decided it was time to punish them for their hubris. Does that sound familiar to, to any of you? And it may and it may, and it probably should sound familiar. But the truth is that that's not necessarily what happened this morning in the reading that we had. Because we'll find that the people came together to build a great city, not because they thought they were great, but because they were afraid of being separated. When we dive deep into the text, we'll notice that God didn't cause confusion among them because they thought they were God, but because they were not living into the call that God had placed on their lives. They weren't fulfilling that call a call that was laid out earlier in the book of Genesis where God had blessed them 
and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Take charge. Be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds in the air and for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Let me just say that our desire to be with those who are like us is not something new. Our desire to live in a community where we feel comfortable and safe isn't new. We find that time and time again throughout history, throughout scripture, people who try to keep things the same because it's what was most comfortable. But being comfortable won't lead us to the places where God is calling us to go. For us to be faithful, for us to be the disciples Christ has called, we need to acknowledge the times when we have fallen short of living out God's call. And we need to summon then the courage, the strength to follow through and profess that the Spirit of God calls us to go and be in some pretty uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable places. I could point out the countless times in the Bible where trying to build a community like that of Babel didn't turn out too well. But I think there's power in naming the times in our local community where we haven't succeeded as well, mostly because it hits a little closer to home. Doing some research about Mayopak, Mahopak, did you know that a little over 70 years ago, in 1937, there was a promotion for a subdivision of Lake Mahopak that read the patronage of Hebrews not desired? The patronage of Hebrews not desired. This was shocking because when we take it in the context of how things were ramping up in Europe, it seems impossible to think that something like this could happen so close to home. But yet, even though it's hard to admit, the truth is that we have a tendency in ourselves that encourages us to make these dividers that separate, rather than creating spaces that allow us to be in the presence of a multitude of others. And I have to say, there's been a lot of progress made over the years in our human existence, but there is still much to be done as well. Just look at the reading this morning. It took God coming down to earth to garble the people's speech, to get the people who settled in Shinar to move out of their comfort zone and grow. Grow as the people they were created to be. Perhaps we need God coming down once again with us to mix things up. Because we have to ask ourselves, in what ways have we too become comfortable? In what ways have we not stood up to injustice or to oppression, to those who don't care for the widow or the orphan, or those who don't follow God's commandment to welcome the stranger who's come to a new land? In what way have we grown, and in what way have we found God's call for us to be challenging? It would be tempting to think that Pentecost is the undoing of the garbling of speech that occurred at Babel, but I think we would find that it's the opposite. The Holy Spirit that descended upon the disciples didn't grant them the ability to make others speak the same language they did, but instead gave the disciples the ability to speak in a language 
in a culture that was not their own. Because, friends, we were never meant to live in an isolated bubble. Our gifts, our talents were never intended to be kept to ourselves. The disciples didn't stay long in Jerusalem. They would have preferred to stay longer, but they couldn't because God's Spirit pushed them out. The disciples might have tried to gather in one place and stay there, but God doesn't let the status quo go on for too long. Sooner or later, we have to move out and live. Last year, believe it or not, I took a group of high schoolers to France. More specifically, I took them to an ecumenical community called Tizé, where we spent a week with other young people from around the world. And I have my fair share of travels in France as someone who's not a speaker of French. Quite interesting. (laughs) Most of them driving-related. But in this community this sacred space, there was a cacophony of different languages. And truth be told, we were one of the few English-speaking groups in attendance. At the time, I have to admit, I was a bit concerned because I thought that perhaps the fact that there weren't many other native English speakers present, that it would somehow negatively impact the experience of the young people I had brought. But by the end of it all, all the youth I brought couldn't stop talking about their experience, their faith, their friendships, the friendships they had made with people who had came from all the corners of the globe. This is a reminder for us that the church, the church with a capital C, is called to enter into the public sphere to be a witness to God's love, the love that God has not only for us, but the love that God has for all those who are a part of God's creation. As we look forward as a community of faith, I think one of the biggest challenges for us will be to live as a church that has been touched by God's Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God calls us and reminds us of this, that this Pentecost, we need to be a missionally focused church, not a consumer focused church. Our vision for the future needs to be outward focused. Our vision needs to be focused not only on how we convey God's message of love to those around us, but how we also need to be centered on asking the important questions. The questions of how do we change our hearts to let those around us in without feeling like our traditions or ways of life are being threatened. Because if there's anything you should walk away with this morning, it's this, that we can't go back to Babel. We can't go back to Babel because we were never meant to live in Babel. We were never meant to be one people with one language, one culture, because we were meant to go out into the world go out into the world speaking different languages. And not just spoken languages, but languages of the heart as well. And when we do so, we will find that our ability to love will be richer for it. Our ability to feel God's presence will seem more tangible. 
in our pains and our joys, they will seem more real when we recognize that the multicolored tapestry of our different stories opens ourselves to a true understanding of one another when we can see each other face to face. Pentecost is something we are meant to live out in our daily lives. It isn't just some fanciful remembrance of God's spirit coming down to the disciples and fulfilling a promise that was made by Jesus. This day and every day, we are meant to live outwards, live boldly, and live with hearts that are full of understanding and grace. If we live as a church that trusts that God puts new people in our lives for a reason, we might discover the joys of what it means to be a community of faith that goes forward with a rich collection of stories that come from our different tongues and languages of the heart. So in the end, I guess it's a matter of perspective, like all things seem to be. Because the question is, are we going to feel that our babbling in different tongues is a hindrance? Or are we going to view them as a blessing? Personally, I feel safe in saying that it's the latter. Because if we dare to let the Holy Spirit be our guide, we will find that we are led not only to unknown places, but unknown places that end up being rich and vibrant, unknown places that feed not only our bodies, but our souls as well. If we dare to let ourselves go beyond the barriers we have built for ourselves, we might discover that the work of God, the work that God has given to us, seems a little more manageable when we aren't living behind the cloud of fear of those things or those people who don't fit our expectations. So on this Pentecost day, let us join together as we put our faith not only into words of comfort and love, but as we put them into action as well. Because the people who found their way to the plain at Shinar were never meant to live there for very long. And like I said, the disciples who made their way to that upper room were never meant to stay hidden away by themselves for very long. And we here, we here in this place, are not intended to live out our faith, our love, once a week here in this building with its four walls. But every day and everywhere we go. So don't be afraid to take risks, to love, to be bold, to stand up for what is right and to tear down the dividers around us so that we can see each other face to face, speaking the stories that are on each of our hearts. Because when we see each other face to face, when we speak in different tongues, and languages of the heart, we will know that we are truly living in the world that God has intended for all of humankind. And we won't ask ourselves on whether the babbling in Genesis was a curse, 
because we will find that we are too overwhelmed by the blessings of a fellowship that is greater than anything we could have created on our own. So let us carry on that spirit of Pentecost, knowing that the babbling is something that brings us to the greater blessings that God has intended for us all. Amen.